Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. can preach. Okay. I'm gonna preach like B3. Olawazenti, it is in the clothing. Ogambe, okay. In order for me to preach like B3, let me first put in some attire orders from every woman. Every woman delivers the attire. No gamba edison njagalo tuning go muzinda logo gubelenga kulevo yoli. Okay, nebago tuning. Kat no tandi kanga tebi vayo. Ori above grounds. Wabe da yebin to be bakola below ground. Kuhab. Amen. I wasn't supposed to spend this much time on this point, but I think it is the point. It is the point. Let's get into the word and let's have a high expectation of God doing the incredible, the impossible. And by the way, sometimes when things don't happen, don't get offended. Many of us we go and wrap up our identity in what God does through us. And when it doesn't work the first time, we start thinking of ourselves as not important. My friend says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. You're not, you're not even minding it. And God is going to do mighty things. Then one time you say, okay, you come in your strife. You repeat it. Take the key higher. Those are the keys, the problem. Wapi, repeat the last line. <laughs> then you cut off the instruments. Then you cut off the instruments. Switch the harmonies. Nebamala ngayembere chali dry, dry. Dry nga you had nine nga you had nine backups and four guitarists. Dry. Nga tono bachi kosa no just one singer, one keyboard. Tell your neighbor I'm getting something out of this. <laughs> By the way, I told I, th- I think those were here in the beginning. You you understood what I told you. I told you I, was, I wasn't going to teach. I was going to impart something. So yours is just receive.
Let me read this commentary from Andrew Womack's commentary. He says, walk, because it says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, right? He says, walk in the scriptures as in many times used, is many times used figuratively to indicate, listen, a pattern of conduct or lifestyle. Here it also suggests acting in conformity to our union with Christ. We are to walk worthy of the Lord. Worthy, they use the Greek term axios. Axios comes from a word meaning a lifestyle of equal weight to the object with which it is compared. Worthy of the Lord, a lifestyle of equal weight to the object with which it is compared. How do we live a lifestyle of equal weight to that of Jesus? In the... Huh? Huh? All re renewing our mind, yeah? in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. We looked at it earlier in Romans 12 when it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. Prove is to make proof of. There is a book. I have a book. I have a book. It goes from being hidden to being manifested. That's where our funeral friends get the idea to make manifest. It is there, but you can't see it. Healing is there. By his stripes you were healed. Now, this is <laughs> manifested. God is love. And those who walk in love walk in God. Huh? Manifested. Husbands love your wives the way Christ loves the church. Manifested. Wives be submissive to your husbands. Manifested. It's the manifestation of the will of God. Continue. Verse 11. It says, Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Strengthened with all might. Accord Let me read this. Let me read this. Anyway. It says the Greek word dunamu, which was translated strengthened here, is a present participle signifying continuous action. In other words, being continually strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Wow. And then this other part, it says, for all patience and long-suffering with joy. The difference between tolerance and patience and long-suffering is joy. If you're tolerating something, you're not being patient. You're just being tolerant. How do you know you moved from tolerance to long-suffering? There is 
joy. The situation is such that it should be annoying you to no end. You know, it's joy, the joy. People come and say, doesn't it annoy you? Uh-uh. I'm, I be cool. I got the joy of the Lord. Oh, down in my heart. Where? Ooh. Ah, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us partakers of the inheritance of the saints with light in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. We need a break. We need a break because this last part. Hmm. Mm. Let's take a break. Ten minutes. Huh? Five. Five. Because we only have 30 minutes after. Even God knows how he's going to perform that miracle. All right. Give me verse 15. Verse 15. Verse 15. Okay. What stood out for you in that last session? This time I'm taking only three people. As verse 15 is up. If your hand goes up, I'll come to you. Don't go eat up after the third person. Yeah. You can control the harvest, but you can control the seed. And I imagined where you also plant the seed. I was talking with Dennis earlier and was saying you can try planting in a place that has tiles, but <laughs> you won't get anything. <laughs> because you want a tiled garden, huh? Uh-huh. Okay. Faith should produce results. People should hear and be affected by our faith. Awesome. Uh, what stood out for me was the third D that said devour the word. When I looked it up, devour means to eat hungrily and quickly. To eat, I told you, third P. To eat hungrily and quickly. So don't put in one verse a day and expect mighty results. <laughs> That's like eating one spoonful of rice a day and expecting to mug 200 kgs in the gym. You are having too much expectation of the rice. Okay, let's continue. What does he say? He is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation. Please note, he's not the firstborn of all creation. He's the firstborn over. Because he was never created, begotten, not made. Nice in creed. Those creeds are important. You should get a flowery copy of it in your house somewhere. <laughs> the world. Firstborn over all creation. Continue. And, in, and next, next verse, we are going to move quicker. For by him... All things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth. Uh -huh. Visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Everything was created by him. Everything was created through him. 
Everything was created for him. Think about that. Let's say that out loudly. Uh -huh. Everything was created by him. Everything was created through him. Everything. You know, as we continue in this whole walk with Jesus, especially those of us who have understood the grace of God, sometimes the temptation is to think that Jesus is some wimpy kid there who happens to be our firstborn. And Bambi, he can suggest things to you that you can do or decide not to do. Jesus is Lord. Everything was created by him, for him, and through him. Do you know that everything you own belongs to Jesus? And if you think that some of it doesn't, then you're, of course, in rebellion. All your money belongs to Jesus. All your plots of land belong to Jesus. All your relationships belong to Jesus. Your marriage belongs to Jesus. So you can't just treat it the way you want. It all belongs to Jesus. It says, you have no rival. You have no equal. Now and forever, Lord, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing comes, can stand against. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. John 1 3. People, one thing that our generation needs to recover in a good sense is the fear of God. In a good sense, not the unhealthy fear of God, but the reverence for God. Which you can't do. Because, you know, God is with you, eh? Like, like when I go to kneel down and pray, how will this conversation go? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Because this idea that we can embrace the love of God without embracing the glory and, and greatness of God is flawed. That's why you can have people having more goosebumps about Jesus, but less power to go with the goosebumps. Because the God you embrace is the God you, 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 you manifest. If you embrace the love, love goosebumps God, oh, <laughs> oh Jesus, Jesus, Oh. 
And then he says, go to such and such a place. And say sorry to such and such person. I had depart from me, Lord. <laughs> Let me pray about it. <laughs> Guys, sometimes we are thinking much less of Jesus than we ought to. Jesus is Lord. Under ideal circumstances, we should not have an opinion. There should only be one opinion, that of Jesus. Ngabwa gamanti situka situkiramu okolachi o situkiramu. The thing of nego. <laughs> Sometimes people come and they are telling you, man, I was so annoyed with God. I told him, don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I've not been coming to church for the last three months. But now I'm back. We are back on talking terms with God. We gamba. No, we don't go. But you are the shepherd. Yes, oh dear, I'm so sorry. We gamba, you see Jesus telling that to God. But I'm annoyed with you, Father. Don't talk to me for three months. You see that happening? We don't have a clue. Who we have embraced. Planets we to roll around what he's done was organized all of that. Is the reason you are running around at is it eighty thousand kilometers per second around the sun? Oh, you. Then you tell them, they don't want to talk to you. Let's continue. Let's take me to the next verse. And he's before all things and in him all things consist. Continue. And he's the head of the body, the church, who's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Not just the eminence, but the preeminence. He's the head of the body, the church, who's the beginning the firstborn from the dead among the resurrected. So he's talking about the resurrection of Christ. Of course, Jesus was not the first person to be raised from the dead. He was the first person to be raised from the dead permanently. I was listening to this podcast and understandly said, when a guy predicts his resurrection and he pulls it off, whatever he says we do. <laughs> yeah. It's not, no longer debatable. You don't know these people are confused about who's the Lord. 
But let whoever thinks they are, let them predict their resurrection and let them pull, pull it off. We will immediately struggle to figure out who to worship. Because this guy did it. And like I was saying earlier, the church didn't start with the Bible. The Bible came 300 years later. Their single witness was the resurrection of Jesus. That they were witnesses of the resurrection. The whole faith, people, the, half the empire was one on that one premise. Witnesses of the resurrection and Jesus is Lord. They didn't have Galatians, Colossians, no. Jesus is Lord. He was raised from the dead. That was their single message. And he loves you. All sins are paid for. He's Lord. He's, and they won half the empire. They were persecuted. They didn't have any clout. But they won half the empire. And I can tell you this is critical. And in this resurrection, if you can ever find a book called The Authority, the authority the believers, no, there's Andrew's believers, there's another one called, is it the authority of the believers? Slightly differently worded by Kenneth Hagin, you should read it. The authority of the believer, yeah. He shows us how we were raised with him. Like when Christ was raised, we were raised with him. Because we are the body, he's the head. You don't raise people in parts. When you go for dead raising ministry, you better do it wholesomely. <laughs> Don't raise, you know, like, hey, one part of the body is now working, neither. Let's no. It needs to be the whole thing. And that's what God did. He raised Christ from the dead, and together with him, we were raised from the dead, and he made us sit with him in the heavenly places. That's the unity we have. That's when he says he's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning. You see, he, there are two things here, in, in case you are not noticing. He first talks about creation. He says he's top spot there. He created everything. And then he talks about the heirs of salvation, those for whom creation was made, which is who? The church. And then says now, he's top spot there. That's what he's trying to bring into understanding here that there is a created order and then there are those of us who are first created but he says the natural comes first then the spiritual first created but then also born of the spirit the way he is so that we may no longer just be part of creation but now we are heirs so that's why he says he's the head and we are the body when he talks about the temple he says he is the foundation and we are the temple Amen. We are one family. It's the firstborn and we are the rest of the family. We are one. We are one. We are one with Christ. This is the mystery, by the way, that he's going to talk about in this very chapter, the mystery. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We are one with Christ. Let me show you two interesting verses. Jeremiah 23. 3.6 and Jeremiah 33.16. So you just go 23.33. One is 6, one is 16. So you just add one, one. And if I was very, very deep into those things of predicting, I would just say, <laughs> there is a reason why you add one here and add one there. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. 
Mm. So but let's do 236. Read. In his days, together, in his days Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. And this is his name by which he will be called the Lord our righteousness. Have you taken note? Who are they talking about? The Lord Jesus. Next. 33.16. Let's appreciate John. Okay. Together. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will dwell safely. And this is the name by which she will be called the Lord our righteousness. Who are they talking about? Who's the new Jerusalem? Never Gambia. There's a reason one is after 236 and 3316. <laughs> that 2019 is going to be a year of certain things because of the nine and the one and then what you know. Maybe have a local Take a set of all of This is the name by which she will be called the Lord our righteousness. I'm just here to tell you that there is no difference in identity between Jesus and the church. Between Christ and the church. It's exactly the same. Like, at night we became Mukisa. Kakati Mukisa does not have certain rights and uh, responsibilities and then at night we has others. If that's the current arrangement at yours, you need to improve it. <laughs> the moment Arinaitwe becomes Mukisa, Arinaitwe has to know the password, the, the PIN code, the PIN code for, for the bank cards. Arinaitwe has to know the password of the phone. Arinaitwe has to know the password of the mobile money. Arinaitwe has to be able to give herself airtime off the phone without asking because she shall be called. It's her phone. So everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to you. Do you get it? You're not different in identity. That's the thing that has been disturbing you. You think Jesus is Christ is there? Kategorie no bambi hasso at all heaven. No! mystery. That's the mystery that we are no longer talking about a God who is separate from us. But a God who is in us, with us, upon us, as us. One temple, one body, one family. Our identity is bound up in him. Verse 19, verse 19, letter 19, letter 19. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, 
by him whether things on earth or things in heaven having having made peace through the blood of his cross having made having made he's no longer making peace having made his participle or past what it's like past past having made peace through the blood of his cross so he has reconciled it pleased the father in him all the fullness should dwell the verb katoikel which is dwell, that was used in conjunction with fullness here, speaks of the fact that all the divine fullness is at home permanently in the Lord Jesus. At home in the sense that this divine fullness was not something added to his being that was not natural to him, but that it was part of his essential being as part of his very constitution, and that permanently. And he has reconciled all things. He says in Second Corinthians, he has given to us a ministry of reconciliation. Reconciled with God. Because when uh, the, those people sinned, they were running away from God. Now we are reconciled with God through Christ. Reconciled with self. Because when they sinned, they didn't like what they saw. We saw we were naked. So they got fig leaves and started what? Covering themselves. That's works, by the way, in case you never noticed. When you, you, in your own effort, you try to cover your sin, that they call that works. And it's so bad, so much so that Jesus even cast a fig tree for doing absolutely nothing wrong. How many times, you, uh, why is it that it was the fig leaves here, then it was the fig tree that was cast? Why did he cast another tree? Was there only figs, are the only trees that bear fruit in that area? All these things are symbolic. Understand. Spiritual understanding. Reconciled with self. Reconciled with others. Because what was born of my bones, flesh of my flesh was now. This woman you gave me is the one who gave me the fruit to eat. When did bone of my bones and flesh of flesh become this woman? It's funny what happens when men are under pressure. And that too, Jesus has reconciled. So uh, that's why he says there is neither slave nor free, neither Greek nor Jew, neither male nor female. We are all children of God in Christ Jesus. But Gen Z, the brotherhood of the brethren. Let me tell you one of the greatest revelations you're going to have one of these days in action is the brotherhood of the church. Did you know I can go to more than 30 cities in the world now and not have to spend a single coin on accommodation? And it's not because I, those people know me, we are not, they are not Basoga. They are not by Semusoswa. We are not relatives in the blood. They just hear there's a brother coming from Uganda. And I find uh, I'm picked up from the airport. 
and the bed is prepared for me. That's when Jesus says you will have uh, time, uh, times 100 houses. Do you know how many houses you own in this world? Lots, and you don't spend a single coin on maintaining them. But whenever you need to use. I remember one time I was going to Colorado Springs for an Andromac leadership conference. And I knew no one in Colorado Springs. So I talked to Rachel Parsons. Rachel is like, I don't know anyone in Colorado Springs, but let me ask Brent. Brent might know someone. Ask Brent. Brent says, give me a, a, some time. He gets back to me within the day and says, I've identified someone. I know a family in Colorado Springs. I used to work with them at the same church when we were in Texas. Uh, they are waiting for you. I got picked up from the airport. I was housed. They took me to the conference every day, drove me there in the morning, picked me up at night, took me wherever I needed to go. And when the conference was over, took me to the airport. I spent zero dollars. They don't know me from Adam. <laughs> Reconciled with one another. That you can just show up in the name of Jesus. From another country. Another race. Another everything. And in the name of Jesus. You show up in a place and you're treated. Like a brother. Their daughter even sent me, they have an adopted daughter they got from Russia. She sent me a Facebook friend request. I have a friend on Facebook. I know she just got, went to college and bam, bees, like a girl is now excited, college, what? I'm like, how did this person get into my life? The brotherhood of the believers. When I go to Bujumbura, there's a house waiting for me. Picked up from the airport, dropped at the airport. When I go to London, picked up from the airport, dropped at the airport. Nairobi, too many. <laughs> and you know what? It's not any different with you. Yeah. Reconciled. Then reconciled with the creation. It wasn't bearing fruit. It shall bear fruit. Amen. Verse 21. And you who once, when? Once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. You once were alienated and enemies were in your mind. The enmity is in your mind. There is no enmity with God. It's in your mind. Why is it in your mind? By wicked works. You think that the wrong things you do change God's posture towards you. It's all in your head. And God is out saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. Come, my daughter, come, my son. And go. It's all in your mind. The Bible says the wicked run when no one is chasing. But the righteous are bold as lions. Yet now he has. Because the next verse, next verse. Next verse. In the body of his flesh through death too, who resent you. Who presents who presents? <laughs> Who's presenting you holy and blameless and above reproach? And he said, like, look, when the judge is the one presenting you, 
you are beyond judgment. Tell your neighbor you are uncondemnable. Because the judge is unpresenting you. And the judge has already decided you're holy. He has already decided you're blameless. He has already decided you're above reproach. You're the one thinking you have reproach because of the stuff going on in your head. The judge has said there is nothing. Ha. Mama say, Jesus. Oh. Holy, blameless, above reproach. It's all his work. None of it is our work. Can you imagine you go to present a PowerPoint presentation and there's a problem with the PowerPoint and then they say, they condemn the PowerPoint because of a spelling mistake in the PowerPoint? Whose problem is the spelling mistake? The presenter. Not the PowerPoint. Nice things Later, later Ephesians 5. Let Ephesians 5, 25, 27. Bring it, bring it, bring it. We are. Oh, we. Oh, we. 5.27, have you brought it? Hey, Ephesians 5.27. Ephesians. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her next verse that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Even husbands have to use the word the way Jesus uses the word. Uh, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Take me back to Colossians. Who presents? Okay, in the marriage, who presents? You know, it's interesting the girl you married on the wedding day was the work of her parents. The girl you have now is your work. Let me repeat. Can I repeat? Let me repeat. The girl you got on the wedding day was your was the parents' work. They did their work up to that point. The girl you have now. That is your handwork. So look what you've done. Look what you've done. If you look and you don't like what you're seeing, 
if you listen and you don't hear, you don't like what you're hearing. If you uh, experience and you don't like what you're experiencing. That's what you've been doing all along. I hope the husbands are encouraged now. Are the husbands encouraged? You now know the job description of husbandry. <laughs> to present her holy, blameless, above reproach. Tell me the next verse. Tell me, let's, let's go, let's go. And up next, uh, if indeed you continue the faith grounded and steadfast, of course, she has to believe when you say I love you. If she doesn't believe, it won't work. If indeed you continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you had, which was preached to every creature under heaven of which I, Paul, became a servant, a minister. Next, next, next. next. Now, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you. And fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. That's a complicated verse. Don't ask questions about it yet. For the sake of his body, which is the church. But what it does to encourage you ministers is it's going to cost you. It's going to be painful. It's going to be stressful sometimes. But remember the difference between tolerance and patience says, I rejoice in my sufferings for you. Next, next. Of which I became a minister. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God. You became a minister according to the stewardship from God. You have your place in ministry. You don't have to fight off people. There's no competition. He knew your weaknesses, your strengths, your giftings and the lack thereof, and he chose. He put you there. Now, there are some people who are going to come, and because maybe they are more gifted than you in one area or other, they will think that they can unchoose you and choose themselves <laughs> for what God has appointed you to. Here is what you should do. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Just be foolish. And then you see what happens. Sometimes I just have mercy on people and warn them that don't do that. It's not, it's, not going to, it's not going to end well. But when they don't understand, I keep quiet. Like, even if, even if I was God, even me, I would not have chosen me to lead this church. I tell you. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Like to him, Simani Bialiko. You think it, right? So I'm like, okay, you want this? Okay, here I am. <laughs> now, that's the same with you. These things God has placed for you. That's why you have to know the will of God. Because when, when it's time over, when God says it's over, it's over. You just move. But there's nothing as comforting as being in the will of God. 
People are just going to kick against the pricks. You were chosen for what it is. It says it's, a, it's the stewardship from God which was given to me. I mean, you should think, oh, those Peter, Bartholomew, they should have said, now, Jesus, wait a minute. For we were with you from the beginning. The crucifixion, we took off. Found us here. Now, this newcomer, Paulo, at Paulo, says, he says, I labored more abundantly than they all because of the grace of God that was in me. See, Paulo, Roxana, pay attention. <laughs> According to the stewardship from God, which was given to me, for you, the stewardship from God which was given to me was for you people of worship harvest. And for you, given to you for whichever people you're ministering to. Which is what? To fulfill the word of God. Until this is the word of God, it is being fulfilled. That's our ministry. That's the stewardship God has given you and I. That the word of God will be fulfilled among the people of God. That what God says about the people will be true. That when God says that they are healed, they will be healed. When God says they are prosperous, they will be prosperous. When God says their heads are not tails, they will be heads and not tails. That's the responsibility of ministry. That when God says no infant shall die there. No infant shall die there. You know, sometimes you people, I don't know that you ever think about it. When a person dies in this church, what I go through, it is very difficult. Pray for your leaders. Never presume upon your leaders. Never assume because you are gifted in one area or another, you now know because you don't go through the pain we go through. You don't know some of the diseases we carry in our bodies because of this ministry. When Paul writes and says, I bear the marks of Christ in my body, that is happening with me right now. Right now I'm fighting about five conditions in my body and I know it has nothing to do with me. Every day. So before you talk about me out there, pray for me. Do you understand? To fulfill the word of God. And then they call you so and so's dad has died and you get in the car and drive several miles and you're like, why, why, why now? Just this September. 
filter here was sent me a message. It sent all, it was so tired. Like in worship of its ginger, people are losing someone every other day. They had to have three funerals last week. And all the things come and say, God, where is your word? Where are people dying? That's the ministry. That's the ministry. You look at people's lives and then someone comes and says, my marriage is not working. And you're like, God, not now. Why? What's going on? Why isn't this marriage working? And then it becomes as if it is your marriage. Then you have to spend time. Then you have to cancel. Then you have to pray. Then you have to travel. In the night. Nowadays, the Kamaras do quite a lot of that for us. Kamara and Vasta, God bless you. <laughs> to fulfill. Friends, this is a responsibility of ministry. You don't become a minister to have titles and sit in special chairs. It's okay if people give you the chairs and they want you to sit in them. That's a different matter. I'm talking about when you decide that you know you, you want yours up there. It's not that. That can come with it, but that's not it. It, it is. Why isn't? Why is this? What's going on with this person? Why isn't the word of God? Why isn't this person making progress? Why isn't this? God help me, your man on Abadechi. As if Tolina Baba to worry about to fulfill the word of God. I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you. That's why I called you here this morning. And we'll call you a few other mornings. Because I cannot bear it to see you going through life and having that enemy tear you apart. Instead of you experiencing the word of God. Are you with me? That's the responsibility of ministry. That the word of God is not just being fulfilled in your life. <laughs> because you can sit and read it. I read mine. And whatever the enemy throws at me, I can always rejoice through it. I will show up and no one will ever tell what I'm going through. Because I'm centered enough. It's no longer just about the word of God being fulfilled in you. It's not enough that you, me, I read my Bible, I pray. Mm. No. Now, it's like when they don't read theirs... It's like you are not reading. Because it's not enough for it to be fulfilled in you. It must be fulfilled in them. And you have to think about strategies. Say, okay, let's do mission committees. Let there be people teaching the word in a smaller environment where people can... And then some people say, ah, me, I'm not going to join. I don't... Like, okay. Then those who don't join, they are the ones who call you at 2 a.m. And you feel like telling them the first thing is, which mission or committee do you belong to? And then they say, none. You say, don't disturb me. 
But again, you are the shepherd. <laughs> Let's tomorrow take take us down. Take us down. The mystery. The word of God is the mystery. The word of God fulfilled is the mystery which has been hidden from ages, from generations, but now has been revealed, manifested to his saints. Next. To them, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Although the people in the past, the Holy Spirit would come upon them and depart, depending on what was going on. Come upon them for a season and depart. And even if you are told them that a day will come when people would have the Holy Spirit living in them permanently, I think they would not believe you. They'll be like, well, now. how is that even possible? And the God last visited me those days in the year that this, this happened. I saw the Lord. The Lord visited me. The Lord visited filter in such and such a year. And you tell them, they had to hold the visitation of the Lord very preciously. You could never tell again you have to be aware the whole time you might be passing the Lord. So when the Lord visited, it was a big deal. And then Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Like, no more visitations. I'm now with you permanently. The word dwelt. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's the mystery. That's a mystery. That Jesus can be multiplied several billion times permanently without visitation and departure, but constant presence. You people, the thing we have, eh? Is it over? Is that, is that the last verse? Text, go down, go down. Him we preach. And we are to preach in that? Him. Warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man improved. Huh. Perfect. Kakati Olaba, the responsibility of ministry, who is now presenting we? Under shepherds. Kakati Nga, someone's success is my responsibility. Never mind Umgamba, so Gala. But their success is your responsibility. You <laughs> mm. To present you perfect. Perfect. They appear once in a blue moon, MC Tebalabikayo, but you are supposed to present them perfect. No gamba, Indiga is it a gala mudo. Nazikolena, how will I fatten them? Gamba, sit down and eat. What do say?
this last part has to do with us ministers. And I'm sure as I share my own pains, you're feeling your own pains. Because there are people, there are people you're in charge of. And you're seeing uh, how they've made decisions sometimes. And you're wishing they could decide different, but they are adults. And the church is not, the church is not a state. It's not a police state where you decide for people. You shall marry this saved boy. Okay? Pastor, me, I love the other one. Like, what is it? Take a dollar supply competition shocks. Like why would anyone in their right mind marry a man who is not submitted to Christ? Whatever even those of us who are trying to be submitted to Christ, we can be a problem to our wives. Anything. He's his own Lord. <laughs> Temptation. We are gender. repair, repair, repair. Perfect in Christ Jesus. Last verse, last verse. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Thank you for coming out. Yeah. Amen. Now, I told you we are going to take an offering. Uh, someone is taking care of it. Uh, Alan is taking care of it. Amen. You'll just be there at that door. Bambi, before you use the other door, pass this way. <laughs> I'll put the offering. Okay. I'm going to ask B3 to come and close. We've come to an to the end. Yeah. All right. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. We thank you because the entrance of your word brings light and gives understanding to the simple. Holy Spirit, you who inspired the word of God, we pray that the things that we have heard today so much, that you remind us, that you take us back to these scriptures and that you lead us to action to actually prove your word. That we'll be encouraged, we'll be strengthened, we will be enthusiastic about proving your word. All of it. We thank you for the opportunity to minister with you. We thank you that you get to love people through us every day. We commit ourselves to you for this work that we cannot do without you. We thank you that you're with us. Holy Spirit, may you remind us with humility that without you we can do nothing. May we be continuously fully dependent on you for the work, your work of ministry that you've entrusted to us. May we continuously see it as a privilege 
and an honor and never a burden because it is a privilege that you love through us. May we devour your word. May we enjoy it and may we take action according to your word. May you be the final authority and opinion in our lives. Father, every word that we've received here today, we declare that it has fallen on good ground. We declare that it is fruitful in our lives. We declare that today we've been stirred up, whether we've already been in the word or we've been struggling, that Lord, we will get in the word with everything in us and depend on you fully. We thank you for Mose. We thank you that he has been obedient to do this today and the many more that are coming. We pray, Lord. Jesus, we thank you that you continue to increase him in revelation, in knowledge, in demonstration of power, and that you protect him and Ari and the children and everything that, that, that is theirs on every side because they are yours, including all of us here. We speak a blessing over Mose and Ari. We speak a blessing over you that you will prosper in everything you do, that you will have great peace, great joy, great abundance. Incredible doors will continue to open for you. And that, like the scripture says, you will have a hundredfold of everything that you've chosen to let go on for the sake of the gospel. May we walk in the blessing. May we be aware that Christ is in us, the hope of glory. Father, we thank you. May we not walk out of here and just now go back to normal life. May your word work mightily in us and may we really, really start to experience and expect, put an expectation on your word and on your power that works in us. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, B3. Okay, guys, do you want us to do this again? Or? Yes. Cool. So we'll figure out how to do another one within the next three months. And uh, you can always uh, check out the details. Invite more people. It's one microphone, two speakers, so more people can get some of this. If you thought it was a blessing to you, get more people. Let's get into the word. Get into the word. Get. We are going to become the word and spirit church. Amen. God bless you. Have a good day. I can hear the sound of a new generation. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.